to the 17th episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name's Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take a look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge collection of Destiel fanfiction. And today, we're going to be discussing kid fix. That is, fix where Cass and or Dean have a child. So to discuss her fic, A Fine Romance, we would like to welcome AO3 author Dragon S. Gottinks, otherwise known as Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> thank you for coming to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. So the fix that we're going to discuss today, apart from A Fine Romance, are going to be um, Light Me Up by Trisha16 and The Nanny by Kid Mystery. And as always, links to all the fix that we're talking about today are going to be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and also included in our collection on AO3. Yes, so let's get right into it. Um, Sarah, you I know you've written quite a few fix that involve children um, in various configurations, I think. Um, what it, what is, do you think it, is it about, um, I, I don't know if I want to say it's about Dean and Cass that makes you think like what what is about including (laughs) children in fix that is so um that you love so much sorry to put you on the spot well (laughs) no that's fine for for me personally kids are just a big part of my life I've taken care of kids my whole life I was a nanny for years um I have my own kids I took in my cousins uh they live with me now Mm-hmm. And um, that's just a big part of my life. So I like to I like to read about that. And so I was had been reading all the kid fix I could find when I started reading fan fiction, and when I got into the supernatural fandom. And um, I just like that domestic fluff stuff, you know. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to read some. Dean and Cass, domestic fluff. And I got to the point where I was like, I felt like I had just read everything that I liked personally. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll have to just write it myself now. <laughs> that's the golden rule, isn't it? Just write what you want to read. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't have like, I guess in canon, we don't have, a, a, there's not a lot of children based kind of, uh, oh, sorry, that's not a terrible thing to say. There are loads of children in, in Supernatural in various episodes, but um, the guys themselves obviously don't end up with a lot of them. But um, we do have, like, obviously Jack in the later seasons. We've got Claire popping yeah. up now and then. I think um, the way that they added Jack in as, um, as like, their collective son was probably the only way you could really logically have that happen in canon because they're pretty messed up i mean (laughs) they don't they don't have the best (laughs) life for for raising kids but you but i personally feel like i see a lot of that kind of nurturing uh those traits uh they pop up with dean and they definitely pop up with castiel and so i pretty much write AUs and so in an alternate universe if they didn't have to spend their time uh, in an underground world of monsters and violence then I feel like that would you know make it would make sense for them yep yeah I completely agree with you there actually I think if 
if Dean wasn't constantly worried about the world ending and there being monsters out there or things that could I guess in some way take his family from him then I guess to me he would 100% have been somebody that wanted kids and wanted like honestly probably deep down not that he'd say it probably wants like the whole picket fence nine yards but yeah yeah. he's just that's just not been his life unfortunately yeah he did have that short period with Ben there as well. I don't know what I'm talking about saying that there were no kids in Supernatural. There's heat. <laughs> he had that whole <laughs> that whole year with like Lisa and Ben uh, where yep. it was obvious that he really enjoyed kind of being a father figure um, to Ben. So, yep. And he um, is really good with, um, you know, all the children that they save on hunts and whatever. He's always, you know, gets down to their level and talks to them. Um, yeah, like we've got that iconic scene from like the first couple of seasons like where he dives into the lake to save the boy that is in like every trailer ever yeah (laughs) so i think that's just like something that's core to his personality i loved seeing him with um with garth's kids in season 15 that was just so adorable (laughs) i loved that so much yeah not enough babies in supernatural (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably for the best it's not a safe environment no, that's <laughs> there's, there's so many stories and people you know enjoy the idea of okay well what if jack hadn't you know pretty much grown into an adult overnight and that kind of stuff and i'm always there like i love the idea that's adorable but that bunker is not baby proof in the slightest <laughs> like can you imagine having a child in that bunker <laughs> yeah or just a baby with all those powers and no, and and like no ability to like control it. That would be crazy. That would have been kind of fun to watch, though. It would have been. I like in the back of my head. I kind of just want to write like I don't know season thirteen, fourteen. But if Jack was a baby, <laughs> like they're on a random hunt and his powers start going crazy and they have to wrestle him out of his car seat. <sighs> oh man! Yeah, that would be yeah. Like every time he's every time he's hungry, things just start like floating around him or light bulbs start exploding <laughs> there is there is actually a fic which is um let me just find it it's called trial and tribulations of raising a nephilim uh, we're not actually, oh, i have not actually read it it's like by it. an author called sick and tired of you um but basically it looks like i haven't read it but it's on our list um a canonverse story where jack is actually a newborn at the beginning of of season 13 so well that sounds delightful might i might have to just that. check that one out but <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway um, <laughs> i guess just to clarify there's like multiple like kid fic tag um has a couple of different definitions actually it's like um it's either a fic where there are kids in it like they're the guys have children or you know look after children um or they're where the guys themselves are kids or and there's also a subset of that where um, canon verse type uh, there's a de-aging spell or something that's happened. So there's a few different kind of if you're looking at the kid fit fic tag. Um, yeah, those kind of um, there's like age regression type spell yeah, things yeah. they often kind of get filed in there too, don't they? So yeah, good Which point. Has, has potential for absolutely adorable stories, by the way. But yes, um, there these... is uh, a story that I absolutely love where um it's, it's it's exactly that situation there's there's a spell they get hit by it and get ch- children versions of team free will and uh 
I don't know, people, I guess sometimes people feel like they can be much more honest with children in some ways. So yeah. it's uh, really interesting to read. <laughs> yeah. So, I know I read one where Sam, uh, I couldn't tell you the name of it for the life of me because it was a long time ago, but Sam got de-aged, he got hit by a spell, and then Castile shows up to help Dean, and they kind of, they have to kind of like take care of him for a while. And they like just kind of open up with their feelings as they're taking care of like a baby Sam. That was a good mm. one. Yeah, there's a uh, really good de-aged Cass fic that I really, really like um, called Growing Pains by Dark Heart in the Sky, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll link that somewhere in case anybody's interested in that aspect of kid fic. Um, but that's, you know, a canon, I think it's like post season 11, maybe. Um with with lots and lots of you know caretaker dean kind of tropes going on there in a de-aged cast so it's a, a really good fic so i will link that one though that's not the type the specific type of kid fic that we're going to be talking about today yep. so. we, we might link some mm-hmm. other ones at the end after we've talked about these few fics so the three that we're going to talk about today are where um they're all where either dean or cass has had a child with uh, someone else and then you know that person has died or they've split up or whatever yeah no in a, in a fine romance the other parent doesn't die they just yeah. they he's just not interested he's just isn't he? not with them yeah. that's right okay yeah there there was gonna be a whole tragic story to that but i cut it all out to make it just a big fluffy story <laughs> Oh. Uh, sometimes you need that big warm fluffy hug of a story I think. yeah well shall we let's shall we have a chat about a fine romance then since we've started yes let's start with that one um a fine romance um mm-hmm. by dragon s gotenks um was published in 2019 it is 54,000 words and it's explicit and sarah if you would be so kind as to read us the summary Okay. Um, Castiel was one of those parents the other teachers referred to as a hot mess, but Dean just thought he was hot, even if he did come off as kind of a dick sometimes. When an accident lands him in the ER, Dean comes face to face with his biggest crush when he discovers Cass is his nurse. It seems like fate that he manages to strike up a friendship with the father of some of his favorite students, but with Castiel still bitter over the way his ex used him up and then left him with nothing but three young kids to raise on his own, he may be guarding his heart with too much caution to let someone new in. Dean will have to find a way to thaw the ice around Cass's heart to, or risk letting his chance at happiness slip through his fingers. Thank you. So this basically is one enormous fluff fest. It's so lovely. <laughs> to read <laughs> very sweet so dean is the is the teacher um and Cass is the parent of two twin boys and uh, a young girl so dean is the teacher for the the two boys at the school uh, one of the things i loved about this because it was unusual and not one i've seen before was that Cass had uh first of all they had three children i've never seen him with three before um, which is kind of a whole different dynamic to just having one child to look after. Yeah. And I I love the boys, but I mean, we have to talk about, about Honeybee, right? <laughs> like, yes. 
They're so cute. So sweet. Um, did you go into the fic with any specific idea of, like, did you kind of, I guess, design the children in your head first, or do you just let their personalities come out as you write them? I was very curious about that. Uh, so it it, it kind of depends on each on each story, but for this particular one, um, I kind of developed the kids first because I knew I was going to do teacher dean and single dad cast and i didn't want the kids to be kind of just background or just like a way to get them together so i was trying to really think of them as little people and i always kind of put in things for my own kids uh when i when i when i make kids for the story Uh and um I also try <laughs> I also try not to make them unrealistically good but also like as a parent myself I don't want to read stories about bratty kids. <laughs> 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 you know I, I'm dealing with the tantrums and all that stuff in real life so I so I try to put a balance in there. So like uh with like Honeybee she can be a little obnoxious but I try to do it in a little bit of, in a kind of a charming way. <laughs> yeah. And the kids, you, you the, really did. the boys, what was that? I was, I was just saying you really did manage to make her very charming, but not, not perfect, which was, was lovely actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the boys are a little older, so I was able to give them a little more, less just like in your face, cute kid kind of make them, little more people and so so that that's always fun I enjoyed doing that and I wanted the boys to be a little bit standoffish at first to kind of help um build up the the idea that character was or oh my god that Castiel was kind of uh maybe not like super nice at first because in the in the beginning when Dean meets him and Castiel is maybe a little abrupt Dean is not aware yet that Castiel's like he's a nurse he works at night so he basically gets off his shift and showers and takes the kids to school so that he can see them a little bit before he goes home to sleep yeah and so he's just like he's always like dressed down he's kind of grumpy because he's tired and so well I loved the fact that um especially with honeybee or with B, I should say that that was the thing I was going to mention that um at first because she's not in in Dean's class um, but he sees her all the time in the afternoons or whatever and he just hears Cass calling her honeybee one day and thinks that's her name and when that first happened you do, you don't really address it at all until much later but I was like oh that is that actually I bet that's not her name <laughs> her name's B and it's it was just so adorable and then later on it sort of comes out and you're just like Oh, I can imagine that happening, but God, that's cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I kind of loved her our whole introduction to her actually. But when I first read sort of the the first real scene when we meet her, there was a yeah. line, um, something about I actually wrote it down in my notes here. Um, that uh, Dean turns to address the little girl who is currently showing her brothers what looks like a finger painted unicorn farting rainbows. <laughs> 
<laughs> and when I read that, I was like, oh, are you writing my child? <laughs> I was like, oh, I recognize this one. <laughs> it was it was so like, I don't know, like fluffy and lovely and cute, but also like the level of realism in there <laughs> for me was wonderful because I have a child that 100%, if she's painting a unicorn, it's probably going to be farting rainbows or something like that. So... Oh yeah, I've got um, I've got four kids, and they would probably all draw farting porn. <laughs> so it's, it's like I try to I try to kind of take from from real life, and I had so much fun too with this story because I did I did a lot of visual stuff that I added into the story. I made a lot of like little mood boards, and then. Um, I actually drew the some of the art that Honeybee did. Oh. I drew it and and added it into yeah, the yeah, that's right, it's in there. Yeah, I embedded it into the fic. So that was <laughs> that was kind of fun because I got to try to draw how a five year old would draw. Oh, I just assumed you'd actually asked one of your kids to do. <laughs> she did a really good <laughs> job of that. It looks just like something. No, no, no I've worked as a teacher's assistant. Um, in the past and so and I always really love watching the way that children's drawings develop because when you when they're little they draw you know they're real blobs and then at a certain point they start drawing like circles that they almost look like spiders with faces and then yeah, yeah. a little bit later they'll start to turn into like stick figures and so I was I was just kind of trying to devolve my drawing down to the down to what what a five-year-old would be doing so that it was a lot of fun that's awesome well kind of on a similar subject to the art really something that you did in this fic which i'd not actually ever seen before but i thought was pretty awesome was that you actually included a little plan of what um like on the chapter i'm looking at right now you've put a little plan of what dean's house looks like so when you're describing like where he goes from room to room when he's kind of injured and stuff like that it's super clear in my head because I literally have a layout plan of the house right there and that was really awesome I'd never seen that in a fic before so good job <laughs> thank you yeah that was um that was actually I started off doing that more to help myself so that I wouldn't get confused when I was talking about what they were doing in the house because uh, I'll just tack on like oh they're going down the hallway or oh the foyer or something like that and then I'm like wait a second is there a hallway in my house I just I just had a lot of time on that apparently <laughs> well, I'm glad time you well liked used. it yeah. yeah time well used indeed yep uh, at one point that in one chapter sort of most of the way through the fic you said in your author note that um, you had planned to introduce some conflict at that point, but sort of threw it out in favor of just making the fluff. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you tell us more about what, what you had planned to do? Or I'm just, I was just curious at that point. I'm like, Ooh, what was it? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. No, I was like really going to put them through it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, but I was, I was getting all of these comments and, and at that point I was still pretty new um that was only like my second long story I'd ever written and uh 
these everyone was just saying oh it's so wonderful it just made it just made me smile and it just made my day and I was like oh that's so sweet I'm like oh I'm like this is not gonna be good <laughs> when I <laughs> when I started doing all this other stuff like I kind of started setting up I made in fact I never even went back and edited it out because I had started setting up some discourse with Lisa being Dean's ex and their whole backstory was gonna be like this terrible thing about how she oh my oh my goodness okay she was gonna have like cheated on dean and gotten pregnant with ben and then oh. lied about it being dean's kid until the other guy decided he would take her back and then she was gonna leave him and it was all this stuff so that was gonna be like the backstory there and then but then she gets then the guy leaves her and she and Dean ends up having to help her. And that's how he became like Ben's like big brother program. Cause mm -hmm, I kind of started yeah. to set that up early on. And then I was like, well, I'm like, I don't really, I'm like, that's all just backstory. I'm like, I don't have to put that in there. So I'll just cut that. And then the same thing, it was all backstory stuff because, well, no, I did. I guess it did change because Castiel, I just kind of, Castiel's relationship with his ex-husband was going to be a lot more dramatic. I I kind of just left it as a vague Castiel was like a trophy husband kind of thing but didn't realize it and then the guy left him when Castiel got older and the kids and everything and he was just like eh I just want something young and dumb and you know to hang off my arm and um but there was going to be like a whole bunch of other stuff there about how <laughs> the reason why the kids were biologically Castiel's which I I don't remember if, I don't read my own stuff when I'm done with it so I can't remember <laughs> if I actually put that in the story or not I think he Castiel did was the, okay yeah, I think he did but um there was always going to, uh it was going to be like they they mixed they're, they were mixed their stuff so they wouldn't know who the dad was when they got a surrogate um, but it turns but the guy like didn't really do it because he was he didn't want to be biologically attached because he always kind of knew he was gonna like ditch him but then he was gonna come back he was yeah. gonna come back after Dean and Castiel started dating and he was gonna come back and cause discourse where Castiel would tell him, like, oh, you know, I'm not interested in getting back with you, but he would get to Dean, and he would tell Dean that Castiel did want him back, and he would put these, like, seeds of doubt in Dean's head by saying, like, oh, you're gonna break up a family, like, we're, you know, like, the kid, I'm the, I'm the kid's father, like, you're gonna, we're a family, and you're gonna break us up, what kind of person are you, like, it's better for Castiel if you just leave. Oh, God. And then, <laughs> and then they were, so, that. <laughs> so Dean was gonna, like, Dean was gonna, like, step back thinking he was doing the right thing, and then, um, Honeybee was going to run away, oh. and then, oh. um, <laughs> like, I could probably just write a whole nother story with everything I left out, but, so yeah. she was gonna run away, and then... Nobody would be able to find her, and so in like in desperation, Castiel calls Dean, and because Dean has become very good friends with her, and kind of they, and he just knows her, and he knows them, he figures out where she's at, and he goes and finds her, and she says something to him about like, why'd you go away, and 
and um, this and that. And that was going to kind of kickstart him into trying to fight for Castiel. And then he realizes he never had a fight to begin with. And then it would be resolved. But not yes. af- not until after everyone was very sad for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you really could write a whole other fic just with kind of those pieces, really. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of it down. And I just thought, and I just thought, man, I sure like all these people saying that, like, how much it's making them happy. And sometimes it makes me happy to get those yelling comments. (laughs) Like, like sometimes you put that cliffhanger in or you put that really juicy villain in and you're like, and you're like, oh, ha, ha, I can't wait to see what people say about this. But this one kind of felt like it would just be mean. So I was like, I'll just change it. And then I ended up it's like I absolutely love the fact that I did that I have no regrets about changing it yeah well you've ended up with one of the I think it's got to be one of the most fluffy fics I've ever read um completely angst-free feel goodness so um you know if you're listening and you need a fic to make you feel happy and you know squee the whole time then um this is your fic (laughs) yep uh, I also, I just remembered as you were talking about Sam then that um, there was a line that I'd written down that I really loved, which was when um, when B is first introduced to Sam and she t- turns to Dean and says, you said your brother was a moose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to put the phone down and laugh for a few minutes because I thought that was adorable. And I can exactly, like my daughter would totally say something like that too. So it was like, a, hey, this is realistic, huh? Uh, yeah. so good yeah I just I, I thought that would be uh, cute because I know my kids have definitely said a lot of things that made me kind of wish they weren't listening all the time <laughs> <laughs> yep. yes so there's also we have to mention there's also a cat in this fic too the kitten that Dean oh, yes. goes from the tree half I mean, face I yep. don't think it's um like a spoiler to say because I think it's probably in the tags but he does get injured trying to save this kitten (laughs) and that's how he finds out that Cass is like a nurse and whatever but um but yeah I loved the kitten bits and I totally think that even though Dean pretends he's not a cat person he's like he's got to be right (laughs) (laughs) well it was uh it was funny because I remember I asked um somebody I was like is he allergic in canon and they're like, yeah. And I said, oh, well. I'm like, who cares? So he is <laughs> allergic like, to canon. All... I thought when... that was a fanon yeah. thing. <laughs> I, I was told it's canon. Um, I don't honestly know. I, oh. That was it. That was the extent of my research. I asked, like, two people. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's I was a like, lot. That's tough. I was like, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyway. So Yeah, I think that's something um, I've seen both ways out there. I would have to would have to do a deep dive to find out the the canon truth of that because I, I don't know yeah. but I kind of like the idea of Dean maybe being allergic but not caring <laughs> yeah like I've seen yeah. fix before with cats in them where he's literally like well I guess I'm just gonna take medicine now <laughs> <laughs> forever yeah I've 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 done it kind of both ways there was another it wasn't a kid fic but there was another one where Cass had a a hairless cat and I and I specifically gave him a hairless cap because a lot of people who have allergies can live with them. <laughs> yeah. And they're just weird looking. They seem like the kind of cat that Castiel would, would like because they're kind of, you have to have a special love 
for them. <laughs> You're really yeah. trying hard not to call these cats ugly. <laughs> no, they're they're cute, but in like a very different way. I mean, yeah. part of the part of the attraction of having a cat is to cuddle something furry, right? So if it doesn't actually have any fur, it's like, you know, it's not quite the same. No, a friend of mine has one of those hairless cats for exactly that reason. Like, she doesn't deal very well with like fur and like dander stuff. Yeah. So she has one of those cats, and it's 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 kind of like stroking a ballsack, honestly. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> That's a mental image that I will not be able to <laughs> Sorry, overshare of the day. But yeah. Well, I was going to share a story about how my um, my brother was actually allergic to cats, and we we had cats like all like when we were kids and whatever. But then um, they got one. He and his wife got one um, when they first moved in together, kind of thing, and they would actually bathe the cat like each week kind of thing to try and remove the dander or whatever um, so that they could actually breathe, you know. And, oh, um, wow. and I was like, that is just a level of commitment that I don't think that I would have. I mean, I just yeah, live with the allergies now. we've got one cat I, that loves water, yeah. but then the others would like oh. shred me alive if I tried to wash them yeah. once a week. Yeah. <laughs> like I did have uh, one of our cats fell into the bathtub one time I wasn't there when it happened, but I knew it had happened because um, we heard this splashing and I'm like, what the hell? And then I went in there and there was this tray, like the bathroom was just covered in water and there was this trail of water leading out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, I think that the cat has fallen in the bath and then gone, ah, and just like hightailed it out of the room. And later on, she kind of wandered out looking sheepish and like licking herself and I'm like, yeah, she's really wet. Okay. <laughs> I've actually like had a cat too. fall into the bath while I've been in it before. That was not great. He's one of those cats that like thinks he's a lot smaller than he actually is. <laughs> and he would like jump up on the side and sit there and I was like, "Well, you you can sit there if you want. That's it's not a big deal." Mm-hmm. But then and he would get like curious, like he would just like take a paw and tap the water like yes. like that. And then he got like a bit too bold and jumped onto my knees. And <laughs> I guess they were slipperier than he expected. <laughs> did you come out of that with all of your skin intact? Uh, I, I did have I did have a few scratches, but I think he definitely got the uh, the deep end there because <laughs> he was just drenched, absolutely drenched, and so traumatized he doesn't even go anywhere near the bathroom now. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say that I don't think that my um, brother and his and, and my old sister-in-law actually bathe their cat anymore. I think that the, the um, shine wore off quite quickly, having to do that all the time. But they just deal with not breathing now, you know. <laughs> Take the allergy meds, be fine. Um, okay, so we went on a, a cat-related tangent there. Cat tangent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As we do. Um, is there anything else we want to say about this um, it does have some really lovely um, sexy times and I have to say thank you for that <laughs> some lovely smut towards the end of it um, well you're welcome <laughs> thanks yeah. and thank you for the pornography um. <laughs> if you enjoyed it if you enjoyed Sarah's porn and Sarah's uh, kid fic fluff then you should check out she has another fic called uh, Say Cheese which is 
adorable. Mm-hmm. A little more like there's some there's some talk about you know some traumatic things and homelessness and stuff in the background there if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I found their relationship to actually be incredibly charming in that fic. So I that was that was a fun one. That was my fic facers. That was the first time I'd ever done facers and that's what i wrote for it which we should mention that this week because are you doing it uh this year sarah i am oh i'm doing it also so we should mention that this week because time has gotten away with me but i think that when we're posting this possibly the auctions will be up don't quote me on that i'm not good at time (laughs) (laughs) but it's gonna be somewhere around the same time um yeah but june's next week right is it? Oh mm-hmm. God! Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so, sneaking up on us. This month has just been like completely uh, blurry. Okay, cool. Well, we'll put a link up to the um, Fig Faces website um, in the post, so check that out. If you want to, if you want to contribute some money to Random Acts and um, buy yourself a fic or some artwork from our fandom yes. creators. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the next fic? Yes. So the next kid fic that we're going to discuss is Light Me Up by Trisha16. This one was published back in 2019 and it's 195,000 words exactly, which is beautiful. I'm a number person. I love seeing those round numbers. <laughs> and she managed to hit exactly 195,000 words with this That's one. quite a skill. Um, it is explicit. <laughs> Um, which is kind of something that Trish is a little bit known for in the fandom, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fix certainly doesn't let you down on that front. Oh, so yes. the summary goes like this. Five years after participating in a life-changing threesome with his then-girlfriend and her friend Cass, Dean's single, comfortably bisexual, and has everything he's ever wanted, except for that special someone to share his life with. When tragedy strikes, he and Cass are reunited in an unexpected way, and a split-second decision entangles their lives in ways neither of them could have predicted. Yes. So this one's actually um, it's sort of it's marked as part two, um, but that's because mm-hmm. the first part is just a. It's only short. Um, it's just the threesome. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, and I think Trisha does a really good job of kind of explaining what happens in that story within this one. Um, so don't panic if you haven't read the first one but at yeah, the same time only... go and read the first one <laughs> <laughs> it's only 9,000 words the first part and um, yeah. it's she did uh, a really it's good job yeah it's a story of, of um, Dean and Cass having a th- well Dean and Lisa having inviting Cass to be you know in a threesome with them so um, it's really hot it's basically 9,000 words of porn and um, <laughs> worth a read but at the same time, if that's not your thing, you don't have to read that in order to read the, the main work. So, yeah, basically, I guess the only way to describe this is that um, Cass comes back to the country after being overseas for five years, I think. And uh-huh. um, un- like in, in the meantime, Cass is, um, Dean's broken up with Lisa and hasn't actually heard from her for all those years. And then it turns out that Lisa had been pregnant from that one night, probably. Like, um, so she doesn't know if Dean or Cass is the father. Um, 
but she has a child whose name's Liam and he's yeah five years old I guess when they first meet him but Lisa um, is in a car accident and dies and so she's left Liam to Dean and Cass to look after so there's 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 more to kind of the the setup of the story than just that but that's basically what happens in the first chapter I guess but it it turns out that um Dean hasn't been able to stop thinking about Cass in as his first kind of uh, gay experience I guess in all that that whole five years and then it's the same for Cass so he's they've always had this attraction that you know it just blooms when they actually come back together again which is great <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about this fic is the pretty much non-stop blush that Dean has from the mm. second that Cass comes on screen <laughs> until yes. until the very end of the fic <laughs> like even after they've been together for quite a while like basic basically a year um by the end of it and then there's you know even further um it, it's still not changed <laughs> and i think that's that's pretty adorable we do we do love a blushy dean in this fandom on occasion we really do and i think that i think one of uh things that trish is known for with her works that she posts um serially like this is that there is basically these two can't keep their hands off each other <laughs> they, they they do have some kind of sexual encounter in every single chapter so if you mm-hmm. if you want like some really hot and also um, very emotional um, smart, then this is definitely a fic for you. She does a really good job with um, with Liam as well. You know she yes. really she really does good um, making him a little person. Yeah, you know, he's not sweetheart. not just like a stand-in. He's got a whole character, and so I I really appreciate when. When authors that are doing kid fix, you know, really give a lot of personality to their to the kids. Yeah, and I, I hopefully, uh, Trisha won't mind us just vaguely saying like you can definitely tell from reading this that she is somebody with children in her life. Like you can, you can tell that this is somebody who genuinely has experience of being around kids. Um, yeah, yeah, I, for sure. You know, it's so so rich, and like you said, you don't only see kind of the the cute good sides like you see bad sides and you see the stressful parts and that for Dean and Cass some incredibly incredibly stressful parts um yeah so I I like that I like that it's not all kind of rose tinted yeah there are parts where that are very sad because um you know you are dealing with a child that's just lost his mum and um and I guess Cass and Dean didn't really get a chance much to either like grieve at all because there was no they just found out that suddenly that they had to look after this kid which who they who they embrace like right from the start they you know welcome him into their it, well, dean welcomes him and cass into his house right from the start um and you know they're nothing but loving which is really lovely there's no doubt kind of thing there yeah, and uh, it's really fun to kind of see her work that fake dating angle while still actually dating. I I guess it's like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like inception of fake dating. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because they say they're going to pretend to be in a relationship when they're actually in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, because... They, they're going to pretend and then they actually start a relationship, but they still have to pretend they've been in a relationship the whole time. So it, it's, uh, there's a lot of layers there, which is kind of fun to play around with and to see how she did it was fun. 
Yeah. Yes. Because they really don't last all that long with the fake part of the relationship, but then they are yeah. still <laughs> faking how long that relationship has existed and <laughs> various yeah. other things about it. So yeah, you, very there does come a point, like in the early chapters, where you just kind of want to shake Dean a bit because he doesn't believe that Cass actually wants him in that way and they're just you know having fun they're not actually serious about it. like it goes on for a while when he's just like he's really into you <laughs> shut up yeah. and we and we as readers that's like so obvious to us as a reader but you're just like dean come on <laughs> get with yeah. the program mm-hmm. well she does a great job of kind of stringing that along um you know for a while until you're just like ah just get together and then they finally sort of work it out and it's so lovely <laughs> so it's good got good payoff yeah, for the, sure. the the softness in the kind of later parts when they're genuinely together and kind of genuinely loving their life with Liam and everything, so soft and lovely. Yep. Yeah. So this, I imagine, I remember when she was posting this serially, and I, um, you know, wish I could have followed it week to week because I'm terrible with whips in general, <laughs> but um, because it there's just so much, um, you know, love and fluff in it for a whole sort of 200,000 words that I imagine that having it spread out week to week would have been lovely. It'd have been like, oh, my weekly fluff injection has arrived in my ma- in my inbox, you know? <laughs> like, it would have been a really nice thing Yeah, there nice are some stories that work really to. well delivered that way, I think. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think this would have been one of them. I, I read that one as a whip and it was, it was really great. I had a lot of fun with that. That was back when I was, there was a lot of things posting because I remember it's like every day there was a new chapter or something. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a rule about time. how many whips I can follow at a time just because my brain just won't. Well, first of all, time. Second of all, my brain just starts mixing things up <laughs> if yeah. I'm not careful. So I, I kind of have like a cap on how many whips I can read at a time. So this wasn't one that I read as it posted. But at the same time, that means I had like 200,000 words of, of fluff to binge in one yeah. go. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice sometimes too. Yeah, it's nice to have a mixture, really. Yeah, I kind of think of them like because I don't watch TV really. Um, Once Supernatural ended, I canceled cable. (laughs) That was all I had it for. So it's like okay, Monday. You know how like some people like well, Monday I watch the episode of this, and Tuesday I watch the episode of this. Like Monday, this person's updating, and I used to I used to post on Tuesdays, and then I had someone for. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then the weekend was open for other things. Oh, it's so organized <laughs> of you. All planned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I often find I read, I'll read the first chapter of something that someone's posting week to week, and then I just get behind, and I and then I have to catch up, and I, it's just too stressful for <laughs> my brain. I just wait till everything's finished, and then don't read it because I got too many. Oh my god. There's so much big. Oh, <laughs> there's so much big. Yeah. I think there are there are people out there in all three camps though. There's people who much prefer to read like a bite-sized dose once a week, once every two weeks. However, people want to post. People yeah. who simply cannot do that, don't have the patience for it, much prefer to binge a fic in one go. And then people that kind of do like a, like a mixture, like me, like I will, I'll, I'll do both. Yeah. So yeah. I have such little time with all the kids and all the things that go on with them that unless I wanted to completely give up sleep, 
it's just yeah. easier for me to do like, oh, today I'm reading one chapter on this one update, and then on the weekends I might have I might like binge. So when when something's complete and I look at that like 195,000 words, I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm I'm not going to have time to read that. And even though I could stop in the middle just like just like I when I just read the update I I can't I can't put it down and then things don't get done and it turns into total chaos because it's just me here with the kids so if I'm not manning the helm then nobody is yeah (laughs) and it it just doesn't feel the same though for some reason like pausing in the middle of a completed fic doesn't feel the same as stopping at the end of a whip chapter and I'm not sure why but it doesn't (laughs) yeah it's it's hard it's hard to stop Mm -hmm. i think i read this one in like one whole day i i found it very difficult to put this one down um just because i i needed to know how it was going to turn out yeah because you know they were they agreed that they would have to do the fake thing for a year and then it was sort of approaching the end of the year and you're just like oh what's gonna happen so yeah had to keep reading to find out yes and you also kind of want to keep reading because there's still this question over you know kind of who liam belongs to and i i'm not i'm not going to spoil it but i love the way that um trisha decided to resolve that yeah but um i i I think it kind of keeps you going because you really want to (laughs) know at the end because she makes sure to point out all the way through there's like little things that liam does that are more like cats and there's little things that make him look more like dean and like things like that or you know his eyes look like cats's but his attitude is like dean sometimes yes so like yeah. Dean. <laughs> yeah so it's it's great she really kind of keeps that going so you you really want to know and find out yep but the way That's that uh, she does resolve it in the end i actually really like i think that was the best option good job yeah <laughs> It's funny how invested you can get in a detail like that. <laughs> I did that once in a ABO story that I wrote, and uh, I got a lot of people asking me who the <laughs> biological dad was, and I uh, did not reveal that. Mm-hmm. on purpose so, some things are just for the the writer to know right that they're, they're like well, the bottom of the iceberg that you don't need to see <laughs> there's contextual clues that i think it would make it fairly obvious mm-hmm. but i had one person that just hounded me the mm. entire time and i was like just because of you i'm not putting it in now because i was going to <laughs> Uh, we like a bit of spite now and then. <laughs> oh, fic writers can be contrary people on occasion. <laughs> I had that was one of those times when you post something and you just kind of cackle to yourself because you're like, you know, it's going to drive someone nuts, but it's like feels good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Sometimes we love the screaming. There's actually like a big proportion of this whole fic is just is smart basically <laughs> like the actual plot itself is quite contained in the end like there's just a yep, lot yeah. of fucking um <laughs> there is a lot of it yep and it's it's one of those things where like i'm it, it kind of depends on mood for me like whether i want to read it or not like some days i'm like i will not skip a single word of that book. <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. happening <laughs> and then like other days i don't know i'm just not in the mood so like especially when i go back to read 
um, stories like this where I kind of know what the, the plot is so it's not as important if I like miss a tiny detail maybe like if there's something that's said during the smut or some kind of emotional thing that happens in there it's it's not going to matter as much if I miss that um, then I will kind of like skim past a little bit to get to something specific that I remember but yeah it's just all just mood like some days some days I'm not skipping a, s- a single motion not a single thrust is going on right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, she does have some very, um, you know, the that emotional connection uh, in her smut scenes in this one that mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, one of the reasons that we like explicit fix, I think. Um, apart from sometimes, you know, you want just a down and dirty smut scene, but um, there is a you lot of... You just want something hot sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're specifically after the emotional connection, um, this one's got that in spades, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that Trish is very good at, I think, personally. Like, when she wants to hit that emotional note, she will, she'll, she'll hit it right on the head. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's that's another another reason why kind of reading it when with weekly or however long, whenever they people update, sometimes it helps kind of draw out so it doesn't feel like you're reading just nine hours of <laughs> like yeah. the longest porno ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Trisha actually has, uh, not only does she have a few other fics that involve children, but she also has just finished um, posting her re- most recent whip, which is called Saving Grace. Oh. Is that right? Oh, is it a called little, that? A Little Grace. A Little Grace. A little yeah. grace. That's a it. Little I knew it was Grace. Perfect timing because right. it just finished posting. It just finished so. posting um, the, like today or yesterday or something. So um, that is a, a baby um, fic as well. So if you've been waiting for that one to finish posting, then get on it right now. Um, so let's go on. Um, the third fic is called The Nanny, and it's by Kid Mystery. And it was um, just published a couple of weeks ago for as part of the SPN Media Big Bang um, in 2021. It's 120,000 words, another reasonably long one, and it's also explicit. And so as part of the bang, it has art in it as well. Miss Misty Blurryface is the name of the artist. And the summary goes like this. He had style, he had flair, he had, well, actually he didn't have any of those things, but he did have pretty green eyes and Claire didn't want to murder him on sight. That was all Castile was asking for these days. And that's how Dean became the nanny. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't tell from from that summary... This is based on the television show The Nanny. Um, and I loved – I must have been like – it was on in like the 90s, right? So I must have been a teenager of some sort. But I, oh, t- time I to used, confess, I've never seen it. Oh, you haven't? Oh. <laughs> I haven't. Like I'm, a, I'm aware of it, oh. but I, I never saw it. I used to watch it um, when I still lived at home, obviously. I was, and I remember my mum really hated the sound of – Fran Drescher's voice because she does have quite a grating kind of voice um and so she would every time I'd have it on she'd be like what are you watching that rubbish for and turn it off I'd be like but it's so good. I loved that show <laughs> it was so good I used okay, to watch I it with my grandma these years. <laughs> I mean, it's just... well, that's okay I got the dusty old version instead <laughs> yeah well yeah we've got to say this is um a really uh you know it's how do you describe it? She took the the actual vague plot of the nanny overall, like the first 
the, the first few seasons before they actually get together. That's a bit of a spoiler for the show. They do get together in the end. It's not okay. even in the end. It's like halfway through the whole season they get to, the, the the series. Um, but and then then turned it into a new story basically. But you know you can really see the um, the elements of the TV show coming through. So I really appreciated those. Um, see, that's what I love about uh, like fix that you do find in Media Bang and stuff like that is because you 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 might expect a certain thing but the writers that we have in our fandom are so talented that they will take this and they will use that concept to create something entirely different and but you'll still be able to recognize where the inspiration for all these different things came from yeah it's it's a very unique reading experience i love it yeah so i guess if you haven't seen the show and you don't don't know how it works the um i'll just explain the decile version rather than the real version but dean shows up to this Beverly Hills mansion um, to answer like a car advertisement because he's a mechanic and he's looking at buying a car. But they've also got an ad out for um, a nanny for Castiel's children and they assume that the butler, <laughs> um, who is Balthazar. Right, let me get this yeah, right. yes, shout out to Balthazar the yes, butler because um, he was fantastic in this. <laughs> yes, he assumes that Dean is there for the nanny position and and Dean doesn't get a chance to explain and so basically in the end he become he ends up being taking the job and becoming a live-in nanny at Castiel's mansion and obviously one thing leads to another and Cass is basically smitten with him at first sight um and yeah it's um that that's it's pretty much what happens in the tv show as well <laughs> like she accidentally <laughs> becomes the nanny um but yeah it turns out that she and Dean in this case are actually really great with children so um he's Cass has got Jack and Claire as his kids and Jack is just a little kid he's like three or something I think uh-huh. yeah he's quite small like, I think he just starts um like preschool or something yeah like that, yeah, by the end of the yeah kindergarten or something yeah I thought it was pretty fun you know it's like I said I love the show and um so I always like to see uh, when people take concepts like that, especially stuff from when I was growing up, because you know the nostalgia is always a fun thing. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really fun aspect. And then just the kind of misunderstanding in the beginning was real fun. I I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, there were definitely parts in this fic where I laughed out loud, especially with all the like misunderstanding stuff at the beginning. And just various things that the kids did. Like, she did a great job of making this fic really funny. So I don't know. I assume that's a reflection of the TV show, that it was a comedy of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Totally a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Good, okay. <laughs> so she did a great job emulating that part. Yeah. She did a great job of casting um, the characters too. Like, you know, the um, it, I had trouble at the beginning separating the the actual because I had the tv show kind of in my mind I was still thinking of Balthazar as looking like Niles and like um yes. you know it took me a while to kind of get the, the supernatural characters into my head but by the time like Meg came in and she was herself you know like it but she was also really good as being like the CC stand-in um yeah that just, dynamic was yeah. always the best in the show so she did a really good job, or they did a really good job um, uh, translating that into the thick. 
Yeah, and I loved the fact that um, so in the show, I think Fran has her mum and an aunt or something who always come over and get in the way and like gossip about everything. And in the fic, it's Bobby and Rufus, which is just so perfect. <laughs> they're just they're just right for that that role. I it was, it. and Rufus was wonderful in this fic. <laughs> yes, because he's like a he he believes that it, that it, um. The KGB are going to get him or yes. something. <laughs> and oh. it's so believable. It's so Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just loved their um, the characterization of those guys. It worked really well. And Eileen also, another characterization point, I really loved um, Meg as Cass's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because at no point does she turn into like a bring assistant who is or business partner who is going to you know, acquiesce to him in any way. She's still just Meg through and through. <laughs> yeah, and in the in the show, um, that character is actually trying to to get with the guy. Like she's trying to, like she's oh, feeling okay. threatened by the nanny, and she because she wants to be the kid's mum and stuff. So I'm I'm glad that they didn't try to um, that Kit Kit didn't try to bring her in in that role. Like, no, I actually this tagged on here that there is a surprise pairing, and. Uh, that's the kind of other, I guess, like a little, little bit of a ship that we have in this um, story. There's, there's a, a brief, um, very brief kind of Dean Lisa. I will say it doesn't really kind of particularly ever amount to much. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely, definitely is um, something to just kind of help Dean realize where he is supposed to be. But then Lisa is a really nice kind of character by herself in this one, which, which I like. Yeah. But um, there is that little surprise pairing as well, which I assumed was something from the show, but it sounds like it wasn't. So a genuine surprise in that case. Are you talking about... Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is from the show. (laughs) Oh, it is from the show. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. This sitcom had it going on. Okay. Is that right, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it for a long time. That's, um, yeah, that's, that was always my favorite part of the show was uh yeah Niles two sniping yeah and then other. they yep. yeah and then they um yeah it's kind of like that enemies to lovers type almost yeah. in the show yeah it doesn't yeah, like until they're not characters later. i would think yeah. to ship together if that makes sense it's like they're not characters i would think of putting together but in this fic the way that they just spent the entire time like sniping at each other for the whole story like it it, it worked <laughs> it worked very yeah Yes, that's very reflective of the show as well. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it worked really well. Anyway, I think I read this whole story in one day and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> so thank you, Kid Mystery. Um, I thought it was adorable. And even, like, uh, I, I loved the the arc of, like, even Dean and Cass. We haven't actually spoken about them at all <laughs> in this story, but <laughs> they start, um, you know, it's just gradually escalating, like, near misses and like misunderstandings and they almost kiss and then they some you know they get cock blocked by something and then um you know they get locked in the house together and you know there's all these things that nearly happen and then eventually something does happen and then Cass is all cold about it and then you know the 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 escalating nature of it was really well done I thought yes I think one of my favorite portions of the fic to I guess very mildly spoiler um is the portion where 
cast decides that he is basically doing this and he's he's in and he's going to date Dean kind of fails to actually tell Dean that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and just sort of you end up with this great scene where as far as Cass is concerned they're on a date Dean isn't sure what they're doing <laughs> yeah is it, um, wait is this a date <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's very um true to their characters to be honest <laughs> like... yeah it, it was pretty charming I thought so mm. I liked that part I really enjoyed Claire in this fic I mean, yeah. she's she's great in canon as our basically our Dean mirror for a, a lot of different things and she she kind of comes across that way in this fic a little bit too like all of those kind of very Dean elements are what make her bond with Dean a little bit whereas it sounds like she's kind of been a bit of a terror for anybody they've tried to employ before yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah, their and, their relationship together was really nice in the in the story. Yeah, yeah, I do love a bit of Dean and Claire bonding. So, yeah, yeah I wish we'd had a bit more of them in the show. <laughs> in the end, yeah, they were always so good together. Just the the like the family chemistry of those two together worked really well. It was definitely felt like Dean was trying to win over his stepdaughter for a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she's always. You know, giving him shit and calling him Hasselhoff and stuff. Yeah, like she's a hundred percent aware that that's what he's trying to do, and she's not going to yeah. let him get away with it that easily. <laughs> I also loved um, Jack as a, even though he was only four or whatever, um, spoke really like an adult. <laughs> and while I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because in I, I'm pretty sure in the show, like the little, the, the younger kid, is like some kind of genius as well. Is that, am I remembering that wrongly? He's like a really smart little kid and he's always pulling the wool over her eyes. I might be just totally making that up. I can't remember <laughs> that as much. You two are going to make me watch this show. <laughs> I may be totally making that up. I'm gonna... <laughs> I, have I haven't to go watched and... it in a really long time. No, me either. That's why I'm doubting myself now. I have to go and watch some YouTube or something and see if I can work it out. Well, we've got a few other fix in this kind of category that we can recommend as well um we've already mentioned a few of them earlier but um, we'll make sure that we have links to all of these fix um in the post uh, so on mixtapebookclub.com so um have a look one i w- i wanted to recommend which i just read the other day mm-hmm. um it's called together we're golden it's by nickel keep um it's only ten thousand words long but this is one of the ones where this is one I don't know if it's the one you were talking about before Sarah but it doesn't sound like it's the same one but um, Sam is hit by a spell from a witch and is de-aged to like a two-year-old or something and Cass and Dean are there with him they're on a hunt but trying to find this witch but um, they have to then both take care of him for a little while until Rowena can get there and and fix him and so that is just extremely adorable story of <laughs> because Sam still remembers everything he just right. um can't articulate it because he can't speak very well anymore and he's only got like a baby brain <laughs> so he still um you know needs to you know have a nap and it's just it's adorable so um definitely if you're after some really cute kid fic where they're actually de-aged um give that one a go that sounds adorable yeah I wanted to mention a slightly older fic. Um, it's called Plain and Tall. 
Um, and this is a really different kid fic because it's kind of set in, I don't know if they give a specific year that this is set in, but it's set on the American frontier, like way back when, it's a historical fic, um, and Dean is a single parent. He has a um, tiny daughter with Lydia, who then essentially disappears in the night and leaves him, which obviously the historical implications make that a much, I guess, an even bigger deal than it would be in our kind of modern society. That That's just not a thing that happened back then, really, that you had women going off by themselves and leaving a single dad with a tiny baby. Yeah. Um, and so when Castiel, who he believes is just a drifter who um, stops by in his town looking for some work, um, he puts him up for a little while because he wants some work done on his farm, and Cass ends up being really good with the baby, and their relationship evolves from there. And obviously there's there's some drama in there, <laughs> but it's... Uh, it's just a really really lovely heartwarming story like it's one of those that you kind of read and like afterwards you like you feel all just like glowy and happy (laughs) I read that one quite some time ago and I remember really liking it Mm -hmm. I think I've read this one I think I've read it like three or four times over the years it was published back in 2016 I don't think I said how long this one was it's just under 70,000 words and it is explicit um, but yeah, it's one that I tend to come back to periodically. Just that that kid fic itch and that historical itch all in one. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really well written. It's it's written in a way that's that's very kind of easy to read. Because I know sometimes people are um, kind of apprehensive about historical fics because they don't necessarily like the style that a lot of things like that are written in. Um, but this one is done in such a way that it's, it's really easy to read, I think. Yeah. Um, I have one that I can recommend. And that is, uh, it's called, okay, the name of it is Kind of Like Family, Kind of Like Love by Follow Your Energy. And um, I read it quite some time ago. Well, I guess it was published in 2018. But feels like it was a very long time ago that I read it. But it was, um, that was always one of my favorite kid fix. And it's one of the few that I've actually reread. I don't reread things very often because there's just always so much new stuff to keep reading. It's hard for me to find the time to go back and read, read things yep. twice or, or. This so this is one of the... the other day. Sorry. As you, as you, as yeah. you just mentioned that, that, um, the only time I reread fix is, when it's late at night and I'm sleepy and I want to read something like before bed because then if I fall asleep and don't get to the end of it it won't annoy me because (laughs) because it's something that I'm rereading yeah like I can't read new fic (laughs) at that time of day I just can't do it yeah I um I reread it actually for a book club for uh the Dustil Inc book club and um and that kind of kind of got me into rereading a couple others but um yeah that one's always one of my favorites i like to read that one it's just it's i it's um it's 122,313 words and it's um it's got a couple of timestamps, but it's just really good i like it 
Yep, and um, Follow Your Energy has also got another one. Like she writes a, a lot of uh, fics that have kids in them actually, which is delightful because she does it so well. Um, but she's also um, more recently published one called Crashing In, which is um, where now I've, I haven't read all of it. I've only read a few chapters because I wanted to read it before we recorded and I didn't get to finish it. But um, <laughs> basically Dean is a like a celebrity, like a, a movie star or something, and he – crashes his car into um Cass's cafe where he it's uh, like a convenience store yeah yeah Yeah. that's right and he's got a little baby who he's looking after um and yeah I really I really want to get back and read the rest of that because I just love the way that she writes um Cass it's really good in particular with babies (laughs) yeah and I guess the other one we we should mention is um, because we've spoken about it before is um, "Stay with Me, Sweetheart" by Mandela Rose. Um, we spoke, I think it was in our episode ten, maybe. Um, <clears throat> we spoke with her about that, but she has included a really adorable baby Claire in that one too, which is one of my favorite yeah. baby Claire's fix. So cute. Yeah, I I uh, I remember reading that one. I think there was like three chapters out when I started reading it and it was, um, it was so good. Yes. And that's one that I did read as a whip. <laughs> that one. Yeah. I had, I had a slot for that one in my, in my rotation when she started posting it. So I was like, yes, <laughs> I managed uh-huh. to actually read that one. Uh, can I self promote? Yes, oh, of course. course. Go for it. Um, I've just recently started posting a new, um, single dad theme story so it's still a whip but it's um it's called and because it is my heart and i just posted chapter two today so yes and And that one is in my whip rotation as well (laughs) that's very exciting (laughs) (laughs) that one is um that one is uh single dad dean and he's got a six-year-old daughter and they've been having a rough go of it he, he gets by but he just lost his job and they're having a rough go and he finds out he's he's actually had inherited a farmhouse from his grandfather and mm-hmm. so it was supposed to have been taken care of by a trust all these years but when he shows up Turns out the guy had been stealing the money and the house is just a mess. But, and so, uh, cue Castiel there to help him fix it up and, and maybe fix up some other things in his life. Yes. You are tapping into one of my other favorite tropes here, which is like the, the whole like handyman fixing up a house kind of story. Don't know why I love it so much, but I do. (laughs) It's very um, kind of hallmark, kind of kind of hallmark weekend special. But uh, it's been it's been kind of brewing in the back of my mind, so I thought I'd start getting it down and getting it posted. Yes. Well, we appreciate uh, it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying reading these um, kid fics so much. I think I might have to get on the whip train with that one too. I think. Yeah. You've only got two chapters I'm, to catch up on. Yeah. I have the second one yeah. open on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just I think just about uh everything I have posted save for 
maybe two? Maybe three things are kid fixed. I own, well, maybe more than that because I forgot about all the APO bingo ones I did. <laughs> Those were all mostly yeah, smut, think... but. Um... <laughs> for, th- for this episode, at least, we kind of almost deliberately didn't end up with any um, ABO ones just because I feel like we can probably do. That probably deserves a separate episode by itself <laughs> for yeah. uh, ABO kid fic because obviously there's there's a lot of those given the universe so yeah we might have those to are some of my favorite honestly i i have to say <laughs> mal we didn't uh i forgot to mention which i'm going to do now that uh we you also have if you want to mm-hmm. read about adorable alien babies <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very specialized kind of kid fit <laughs> <laughs> it is but they're still babies and they're still adorable. And, um, you know, they're ha- at least half human. So um, the first part's personal space. The second part where the babies are is called Earthly Desires. And, you know, I know not everyone is into the kind of Ampreg's, you know, tentacle porn. <laughs> but yeah, um, kind if- of. And that's <laughs> in that particular one, it's kind of handled very differently. Like it's not like magical i guess like a lot of like embreg stuff ends up being some kind of like magical kind of deal if they're human kind of thing and that is very different to that so obviously if anybody does want to check that one out make sure you read the tags yeah read the tags first but it is (laughs) it's it's, it's so adorable i love that one it is that's not the one where he's kind of it's kind of like the martian is it yeah yeah kind of Mm mm-hmm Yes. It is where he, where Dean is like, it kind of, it's like the movie The Martian, and then Cassiel uh, is the alien, or I, my, yeah, I'm yeah, getting I mean, it mixed up, I think. It's not, yeah, well, he is a Martian in the sense of he comes from Mars, but the, the, the similarities to the movie otherwise end there. <laughs> there's no, there's no real, well, like, hold on, what was the name of it again? Because I think I might have read those. <laughs> Um, the first one's called Personal Space. Yeah, Dean's an astronaut. He's an engineer. He goes up to Mars, and there's he's not as alone as he thinks he should be. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure I read those. I like the I love creature cast. Things. Yeah. Um, I do know that you wrote wrote. I'm getting off topic here, but you wrote one of my. I love sci-fi and dystopian stories as much as i absolutely love to read kid fic and write kid fic sci-fi and dystopian are my my biggest loves and you didn't you write what's it called under the glass ceiling something like under the nothing sky yes i did write that yes (laughs) i absolutely love that story just so you know oh thank you (laughs) that makes me happy there are those stories that like because of I guess it's just the genre or whatever like it's it's never gonna be that fake that gets like thousands of kudos and stuff but it's like that was definitely one that I really had just a good time writing like I just because I really love like science fiction and stuff too so some fics you just need to write because it's just so much fun to do it <laughs> yeah I think I have I'm pretty sure I have a bookmarked and the and the note on it was like oh what are my favorite sci-fi it's, it's just you, i just love it oh thank you crawl under the bed now <laughs> <laughs> oh okay 
I did read the alien, the alien one, and I really liked those too. Those are really good. Like, isn't this the one where he like, uh, Castiel gets pregnant with like the eggs and then he deposits them? And yep. uh, this yeah. is the, he decides this is the to step up and do his part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted like a science-based way of doing Empreg. So, like, Castiel is actually, like, based on this, like, rare type of octopus. It's this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's this whole thing where I put, like, way more research than anybody would ever actually be able to tell <laughs> into that. But it, it was fun. So I just I wanted to do it with, like, science, not magic, you know? Like, just for once. Yeah. Just try it that No, way. I like that. I like that. That's kind, of the, that's kind of the fun part of reading, like, when one of them's, like, a creature. It's just, like, the the different different stuff. Because I, I followed your... um fish out of water i'm terrible at remembering the titles of things and where when he's the mermaid and i was like not to get weird but i was like i wonder if this is gonna go where i think it's gonna go <laughs> with, with the smut and then i was like oh yeah it went there and um like i try to make sure that if i'm doing something that's like how should we put this like not quite the usual setup down there <laughs> Like, if I'm doing something that's a little bit more unusual, I tend to try and make sure that it's, like, skippable. So, like, I'll identify it in the text in certain ways that people are able to just skip past that if it's not their thing. Um, yeah. But for some reason, that one in Fish Out of Water, I had so many people tell me that they were like, I, I feel like you've introduced me to something I didn't need to know about myself. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, the bearer of kinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. I just like doing something different. That's why I, I really enjoy doing like creature fic stuff sometimes in between like modern things, like more normal AUs. Yeah. Well, you're really good at it. That's so great. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Crawl under the desk. All right. Did we have any other fics that we would like to mention before we wrap up for the day? We have to talk about your baby wearing story. It's like. <laughs> The cutest thing. Yeah, oh my god! have to talk about it. <laughs> I will happily talk about this one. It's a mature student. <laughs> Cass has to take his um, very small baby to work. Uh, sorry, to work to class with him. And uh, Dean is the professor who decides that the best way to help Cass out is to steal everyone's heart in the entire room, basically, by not only soothing the slightly upset child, but then baby wearing it for the entire rest of the class. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I read that. That's so cute. I it's definitely adorable. remember reading that. Mm -hmm. It's just funny because it was it was just like a Tumblr prompt. <laughs> like it wasn't even I might have even seen it on Facebook or something. And I just Sometimes wrote, they just click. Yeah, I wrote the whole thing yeah. in like a few hours and then posted it and then now it's like my highest count hit count or something of all my stories. So yeah. Guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. Some things some things just land. Like people always say things like, Oh, you know, how do I get people to read my stuff? And I'm like, Look, if we knew the answer to that <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <a> magic formula. Because <laughs> I swear sometimes it's it's at least 90% luck and 10% some weird AO3 algorithm that no one can work out. So, but that one was very deserving of all the love that it got. So, thank you. 
Yes. So please go and read Baby Whispering 101 by our wonderful host, Ellen Boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to write a second part to it at some point, but Yay. if my muse ever Very comes good. back from the wall. Oh, yeah. Yes, as always, we will have a list on the website um, of all of the fics that we have read or researched or mentioned within the podcast today. So go there for a whole list of them. So if you would like to get in touch with us to tell us about your favourite kid fic or um, any, give us some suggestions for um, you know, future topics, you can do that through any of our social media accounts. We're, all, we're Mixtape Book Club at all of those. Or you can email us, contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Or you can, also you can come and chat with us in the Profound Bond Discord server in our own channel there. I am extremely excited to announce that next week we are going to be covering one of my absolute favourite tropes that I have been waiting to do since the very inception of this podcast. <laughs> it's very specific and it's not for everybody, but uh, we'll we'll make sure to keep it non, non-graphic <laughs> in the actual uh, podcast itself. We will be discussing Murder Husband's Fix. Yeah, you've been trying to get me to read these for such I'm a long time like now. So finally, clapping and dancing in my seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm All just, right. I'm very glad that I'll get to talk about the specific reasons why I like them so much because it's probably not the obvious. So, <laughs> yay! Excellent. Well, we need to say a very big thank you to Sarah for coming to talk to us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. I need just one second. Okay. What... I feel like we should leave this in for uh, the reality not of yet. <laughs> when you have yeah the reality of kids. This is why we write kid fix sometimes. Write what you know. Yeah.